What's good, everybody? You already know. Back at it again with yet another episode of the returning new and improved Be Strong, Stay Strong podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Mr. Awesome, a.k.a. Aim for short because I got the sauce. One of these days, I'm actually going to change that intro because, to be told, I don't call myself A1. And the whole I got the sauce thing was just kind of, <laughs> it was off the top of the head. And I've just been running with it ever since. And it, honestly, it just, it, you know, I always knew it was cheesy. It still is cheesy to this day, but... You know, it really ain't a, a part of my, you know, whole persona. I don't say that at any time outside of this podcast. But that's beside the point. With that being said, I hope you all are well. The time of this recording, it is Sunday, October 16th, good old 9 p.m. So, uh, you know, a lot of people have had a good weekend, had the weekend off for work. Hope you all had a great weekend. My weekend was pretty okay. Um, pretty, pretty average, I should say. It's getting colder up here, you know, and I am not liking it. I actually went out shopping yesterday, which is something I really do. Shopping for clothes, I should say. Uh, it bought me some, some new jackets. Figured, hey, why not, uh, you know, start to slowly rebuild my wardrobe after all. So, you know, been, um, I'm looking at my cat right now, Kitiana. She's, if you didn't listen to the last podcast, I had explained everything. I got two cats now. And yeah, she's looking at this this uh, cord on the ground for the lamp and stuff. She's like eyeballing it because I guess I moved and stuff, and she never knew it could do that. So she's slowly, like, <laughs> like slowly trying to scope it out, seeing like what what is this thing? Like she's like about to touch it, but she's scared to touch it, jumpy and stuff. Um, so she's distracting me, but that's beside the point. But yeah, as I was saying, um, you know, with all this vacation time that I've had, you know, I you know since I'm not working right now. Uh, been you know really taking it time to really clean out um, my wardrobe you know just do some spring cleaning in the fall if that makes sense some fall cleaning and take out what I don't need get rid of it and you know bring in some new stuff um, I ain't trying to be a hoarder I am trying to you know condense things uh, down a bit become more of a minimalist you know buy so that's why I went and bought some jackets and some coats well, not coats but like hoodies and stuff and they're pretty pretty um, versatile. So that way I could just, you know, wear these jackets. You know, I bought four things so I could wear them in like multiple outfits and stuff. Because I'm not the most flashiest guy. They're pretty simple yet elegant, you know, sophisticated attire. Uh, I do dress a little casual and down. And I could dress, you know, more professional and stuff too. Have a nice mix of everything. But uh, my whole, you know, ideal style is more of like that smart casual look, you know. Uh, not too fancy, but not too, you know. Yeah, that's Oscar now. I hope you can hear him. What up, boy? He gets a little whiny around this time, so hopefully he doesn't be whining and meowing in the microphone. Hope you don't pick that up. But yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. Kind of in the middle. Um, yeah. So I'm actually going to make a trip to the Salvation Army and put a bunch of clothes away that I've been piling up and stuff, and then make you know make room for some new stuff. But yeah, that's been me for the most part, killing time. Uh, outside of that. I jam my thumb in jujitsu, and it's laziness and part of an excuse on my end, but I still feel it. It still hurts, and it was like a week ago, but I haven't went to jujitsu all week, which felt off, because just a lot of mental stuff going on, mental blockages still, uh, you know, I do appreciate, I sh- let me just pause, see, see, you can tell it's been a while since I've done this, but I do want to just thank you all for like, you know, people who listened to the last podcast, and when I explained what was going on and stuff, those that you reached out to me, I, I appreciate it. You know, your boy ain't down and depressed anymore. 
Uh, I'm, I've been good. I've been good for a while. Not perfect, but I've been better, I should say. And I'm only getting better every day, so that's good. But back to what I was saying again. You know, I'm only going to do this podcast one time. I'm not going to record the episode. It's already late, and I ain't, you know, I got stuff to do tomorrow, which I'll explain later. But yeah, uh, I haven't been to jujitsu all week. I worked out a few times, but I've still been really, really lazy. Uh, don't know yet. My motivation levels have just been up and down. You know, not working and stuff. And I've been looking for a job still, but still no luck yet. Uh, and it just, I'm, you know, it's really crazy because I've been, you know, been, you know, never really been in the position. You know, everyone dreams to not have to work. You know, not, you know, no one wants to work, right? But I'm, oh, I come from a family, you know, myself included, where we always are doing stuff. So not having things to do every day, it's just weird. So yeah, I could go to jujitsu, but I don't have to. Uh, not having to go to work. If I, you know, it's been like almost a month now. I've been out of work for a month, <laughs> almost. Um, it just feels weird. <laughs> longest, it's been what, three weeks? So yeah, it's like the longest three weeks of my life. <laughs> I just been sitting inside for the most part, watching a lot of TV. I've been catching up. Uh, I binge watched all of Breaking Bad. I've caught up on mostly all of uh, Better Call Saul. Watching Black. Actually, I'll say this for the later half of the podcast. This is self improvement part. All right. So, rambling aside, right? The reason of this podcast, topic of this podcast is back to basics. So, when I originally started this podcast, I just. You know, I, I knew I wanted to start it beginning of the year. Nothing was going to stop me. So even if I wasn't exactly ready to start it, I was going to do it. And then, you know, I was going to make it work as I went. Uh, and I know I've talked about a lot of different topics. But truth be told, I couldn't always deliver or I wasn't always practicing what I was preaching and say. So like this things like, you know, going to the gym super often and having those goals that I said at the beginning of the year have to make consistent with that. You know, goals of meditation have to be consistent with that. Reading have to be consistent with that. Whatever I, whatever else I said, just haven't really been consistent at all. Um, and now that I'm, you know, essentially hit rock bottom, <laughs> you know, losing all that I lost. You know, there's only one way that, you know, there's only, there's, the good thing about rock bottom is that there's only one way to go and that's up. So I figured, hey. I'm I'm here now. Everything's pretty much settled. You know, the breakup, my grandma, my job, all that's really in the past now. Um, and I've been doing my best to move past it. But now it's no better time than any to just rebuild from the ground up. So much of the stuff isn't that I'm going to be talking about right now isn't new, but it's just me. Reiterating the importance of it and why it's especially important for me and the real plan and the more deliberate plan and realistic plan as well. Because that was one thing also that I was doing as well was kind of setting some while it was technically doable, it was pretty, pretty strenuous and unrealistic on my end. I was I was taking on a lot, but I've learned from my past and I'm going through it the right way, which is the slow way. Uh, and now that I don't have like, you know, relationship issues and, and many of the relationship issues, that's what got me a lot, too. But um and I'm not bashing my ex at all. Don't get that. Don't, don't get the wrong idea. Like I said, I wish her the best and everything. But the stuff that I was going through, it's just, it just wasn't good for me. Um, and it was my fault. <laughs> uh, so back to basics. It's just really, you know, getting the mind, body, and spirit back in order. 
With that being said, the po- uh, while I'm doing the podcast, the podcast is going to be back to its regularly scheduled program as I ended it, which is going to be the once a week, you know, roughly 45 minutes to an hour long format. And it's only uh, on a Tuesday. So by the time you all get this, it's Sunday. By the time you all get this, it'll be Tuesday. Go from there. So yeah, getting my body back in order. So that's going to be a mixture of jujitsu and weight training. So as of now, while I have this free time, I pretty much have no excuse not to go to jujitsu every day or every other day. I could go to the, uh, I definitely could go to the 10 a.m. classes now. These 5 a.m. classes are going to be steep and I don't see no reason in putting that kind of stress on my body. Uh, but I could definitely double up on the days on like Tuesdays and Thursdays and Fridays. They added a new Friday class where for beginners and stuff. So I can go to two classes on Tuesday, two classes Thursday, two classes Fridays. And then I'll go to that one class on Wednesday. And then I'll go on the weekend classes, the Friday, uh, the Saturday and Sunday classes. Uh, Sunday classes are cool too now because that's, that's been changed to open mat. So we can all just kind of go there and have a good time and stuff. Practice some moves, X, Y, and Z. On the off days that I don't go to my evening class of jiu-jitsu. So that will be my Mondays, Wednesdays. Probably either Fridays or Saturdays. Uh, I have to decide. I have not been the best with... Now that I'm going to jiu-jitsu on Fridays, it's been it's been hard doing that, that leg day on Friday. Because that's what I reserve my, <laughs> my uh, Fridays for. So... Um, for that, I'm going to keep it to push, you know, PPL, push-pull legs. So Monday is going to be primarily focused on push exercises. But I'm going to incorporate maybe some pulling, maybe some legs as well, but primarily the pushing muscles. Um, and then Wednesday is going to be my pulling muscle, pulling groups with a little mix of other stuff as well. Um, so I'm going to be, that's like my, like my deadlifts, my pull-ups and stuff like that as well. I'll get into detail. Um, probably later in future episodes. Um, leg days, that's gonna be, you know, leg days, legs, you know, or lower body, I should say. So it's gonna be legs, glutes, um, and then, I mean, that's really, you know, other parts of your legs, calves, you know, hamstrings, all of that, the whole nine yards, right? And my overall goal is gonna really be consistent in that, especially the weight training. Uh, since the gym is 24 hours, I have virtually no excuse not to go. And just be just consistent in that. Go more, you know, don't, don't miss a day. Don't miss a scheduled day. And if I do, make up for it on the weekend. And do that to the end of the year. We're halfway through October. I can easily, you know, keep that consistent throughout the end of the year. Jiu-Jitsu, same thing. I originally had the goal of uh, training hard and doing my first competition by the end of the year. But... Upon further reflection, that's going to have to probably get postponed because I want to, I really want to, while I could do it, I really want to make sure that I'm like in a good spot. And while I'm sure I'm better than I am, I think I am, um, there are a lot of, you know, things that I can improve on. One being like my cardio, uh, my technique, obviously, since I'm still in white belt, but then my strength. And I, before you all get into it, I know strength is not a big factor in jiu-jitsu, but it does play a role. <laughs> I can tell from first-hand experience when I'm up against... I roll with some larger guys. Like, I'm, you know, five foot six by roughly 150 pounds or so, give or take. I'm rolling with these bigger dudes, you know, who are, you know, upwards of 200 pounds, if not more. 
they put me in a move like say side control or mount i'm struggling to get out no matter what kind of technique that i use and they're just almost having their way with me uh and then when i get them in the same position like if i get the upper hand on them they can eat almost easily counter and i had to really change my game plan uh, and that comes, you know, getting better judicially comes to knowing your body and stuff as well because, you know, certain moves won't work on certain people. Size does play a factor at a certain point. And then that just, that involves me learning more techniques and strategies to take down those larger opponents, which I'm getting better at. But, you know, I'm still a no-striped white belt. But by the end of the year, I believe I'll definitely get my stripe. So I'm confident. That's, I'm looking forward to that. So but yeah, other than that, so I'm just kind of get better to just work on my uh, my foundations my basics get that in order i could take a good white belt you know i could say that i'm probably one of the better white belts in the team you know assuming that the other person hasn't had wrestling experience <laughs> that's a different story because i'm what you call a guard puller i don't i don't like stand up because at the end of the day jujitsu most of the work is done on the ground so why not just start on the ground am i right <laughs> but i i know how the rules are uh, but yeah, other than that, really just get my body back in order. You know, cut down on. I've been eating a lot. I've been cooking. That's one thing I've been doing since this time off. I've been cooking mostly every every meal I had, if not you know an occasional eat out. But because uh, like when at the tail end of my career, when my first job or my last job, I should say, I was eating a lot of frozen foods because it was just like I had no motivation to do anything. I was just so tired and. You know, unmotivated. It was if, it, if I couldn't warm it up in two minutes or less, I probably wasn't gonna eat it. <laughs> if not, if, if not, if not, it already came in cold. So, brushing up on my cooking skills, which is cool. So that's a nice hobby of mine that I, I guess I, you know, I brought back. But yeah, really just trying to clean up my diet again, cut down on his body fat. Oh, and boost up my cardio too. Jiu-Jitsu really did a good job going to jiu-jitsu often really helped out with the cardio but i know it could definitely be better because i still spass out a little bit and i definitely still have the tendency to tire myself out so i want to get back i'm gonna get better than that again um what else and that's really just it get stronger too i'm probably not gonna hit i know i had the original goal of doing 225 on the bench press which i'm not gonna do hit my bench press has actually gotten weaker i'm back to like 135 <laughs> Um, I had the goal of doing 405 on the deadlift. Not going to happen. I could do 315 for a couple reps, though. But I'm nowhere near 405. And then 315 on the squat. I could do 225 for about three or four reps at a time. But, yeah, nowhere near. So I'm just going to try to get stronger and just be more build up that consistency. Like I said, basics. Just build up that consistency again. Until I get to a point, probably next year, um, then I'll be more consistent and then work towards those strength building goals and stuff. Physique wise, you know, doing the jujitsu as often as I do, as well as the, on top of the weight training, I, I'm gonna lose the fat. It's really hard to keep the weight on, to be honest, with all the amount of work that I was doing. Because when I was peak jujitsu, like when I was peak training, like going almost every day, no excuse, even in the morning times. Oh yeah, I cannot eat enough calories in the day. I was eating almost anything, and I was still losing weight. Uh, so I, I, in a in a way, which is a good place to be in, I'd rather be in that position than, uh, you know, gaining too much weight and not enough exercise. So, <laughs> so that's gonna be good. I'm looking forward to that. Starting tomorrow, probably not. To, well, 
I got some interviews tomorrow, so I'll be busy most of the day. But I'll definitely hit weight training, but I'm probably not too busy. Um, and then, what else? I took notes this time, so I'm actually going to reference it. Mind. So, my mind. I know I had the goal of reading 12 book or a book a month, I should say. And I was hitting that pretty strong. That goal, I was doing it pretty strong. I read the, I know I read the, the, the Challenger sale. I read the Rich Dad Poor Dad book. I read the No More Mr. Nice Guy, The Four Agreements, the real estate book. And I just finished How to Be uh, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. Or Cicero. I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing the name right. But yeah, I read, you know, and I finished, before that, I finished uh, The Four Agreements, which I really like. I actually might read that again soon. And yeah, so, and I just read those two books, the ones I just named, You Are a Badass, and The Four Agreements, just recently, last few months since I've been, you know, <laughs> unemployed, retired, I should say. <laughs> um, so yeah, and, and basically, essentially, that's about six books out the year, so probably not going to get to the other six by the end of the year <laughs> uh which is fine i'm still going to read and the current book i'm reading is how to win in your career but i'm not really feeling it while it is beneficial and helpful for while it, it makes perfect sense for the moment that i'm at right now which is you know trying to find a new career and how to start off strong and or how to look how to prepare for an interview it really talks about basic stuff that i already know and that's kind of why I'm not really interested in it. I'm like kind of, you know, this is good for people who don't really know what to do. So I might pass on that book. There's another book called the, uh, hold on, let me grab it real quick. This is a book that I heard was recommended from another podcast, uh, the Chu Jitsu podcast. Uh, he's a uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. Way bigger than me, so I'm sure you probably heard of him. But I'll shout him out. Um, he rec- he recommended this book called "Man's Search for Meaning." It's by Victor E. Frankel. And let me just see what this is. Let me just get a where's the summary at? Okay, so "Man's Search for Meaning" has a riveted has rivet, riveted generations of readers with its descriptions of life in Nazi death camps and its lessons for spiritual survival. In the decades since its first publication, it has become one of the most influential books in America. It continues to inspire us to find significance in every act of living. So I figure personally for the chapter or the level in life that I'm in, this would definitely be beneficial for me. So I got this a few like a few months ago, but I haven't read it. So it doesn't seem like a bad read at all. Not even 200 pages, about 160. So, so yeah, I could definitely, I'm going to start this tonight actually. See how far I can get. So next book is that. And then yeah, hopefully feel it finish that by the end of the month and then read the next two books by the end of the year uh, by the end of the year. And I might get up to like what eight, nine books. Not counting the other ones that I kind of flip through, like the daily stoic and stuff, because those books are you just kind of read throughout the year. Um but yeah. Oh yeah, I also forgot the uh subtle art I'm not giving it. I read that book too. I actually read a lot more books than I thought, but what else did I read? I'm looking at one, huh? I can't see it from here, but yeah. 
so yeah getting my mind right so that's like that's books rise uh when it comes to the job whenever whatever job i get i'm gonna really take it seriously and just uh, get better on that uh grad school is probably gonna be in the way distant future now uh, my previous job they would have paid for it you know in full uh, which is you know which was a great great benefit but uh these other two jobs i don't know if they offer that so i have to find out later but yeah other than that i know i was had that goal of you know learning spanish I still have my Rosetta Stone. I pay for the lifetime membership, so uh, I don't ever have to worry about re- rebuying that. But uh, this would have been a great time to really, you know, been practicing, honing up on my Spanish since I've had so much free time. I haven't, you know, been the best at that. So uh, I'll be doing that this week as well too. So starting tomorrow, uh, just gonna, you know, practice, start incorporating some Spanish again. Learn, see how much I can learn within this short time that I have, or you know, and just keep it going really. You know, giving 30 minutes to an hour a day cannot hurt, you know. So, I'll be doing that. That's going to be my mind. Just kind of get my mind sharp. It, you know, can never hurt learning a second language after all. So, I'll be doing that. And I'm going to start over from scratch from week one when it comes to that stuff too. So, and then spirit. That involves meditation. Um, definitely get back on my daily meditation. It might need to do two times a day because just to really get my mind back in order. Because my attention span has went to the gutter. Like, it's dead and gone. Um, you know, watching so much TV, and I've been playing the game a bit, too. I finished Tomb Raider, but um, it's, it's just been, yeah, it's been hard to read, actually. And it's been hard to meditate. That's how bad it's gotten. So, I actually just meditated right before I did, but it was still rough. Um, I know I originally had the goal of doing several hundred sessions by the end of the year, but I know I'm nowhere near that. So, let me see where I'm at right now. Just meditated today, which helps. But dashboard, let's see. 552. <laughs> so I'm at 552, which is approximately, let's see, 700 minus 552. I'll need 148 to do to get to that goal. How many days left in the year? Let's just do a quick Google search. How many days left 75 days left in 2022 so if i divide this by 75 i need to do about two sessions a day or more to get to 700 that's not bad actually 700 two sessions a day that is not bad it's really yeah 1.9 i could do three if i really need to and then i have no excuse why not to do three now so actually i'm gonna still try to do that yep I'm I'm going to put myself to that. I I, I want I want to be able to you know while, while I did hit a couple goals that I wanted to get off you know hit the 50 follower mark on my podcast and starting a YouTube channel I may have not been consistent but I started that and other stuff as well I could definitely hit the I want to be able to accomplish one goal by the end one like significant New Year's resolution by the end of the year and that's what I'm gonna do it's you know. Hold on, Oscar's over here. Like I said, he's been getting a little rowdy. He's got this got this string, this, you know, toy on the string toy that he likes to play with. So I'm going to be playing with him with this. This is pretty mindless for him. But, um, so yeah, I could definitely hit the seven ses- 700 sessions a, 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 by the end of the year. So I'm going to be doing that two a day minimum. So yeah, that's, hold me to that, y'all. I, I could do that. So I'll be doing that, which is great. 
spiritually, what else spiritually? Uh, breaking my addictions and stuff. Um, got some really bad addictions. I don't know if I would get into it, but it's just really bad. And with all this idle time, you can really, um, you know, idle time is, I remember I said in a previous episode, you know, stay busy, stay out of trouble. <laughs> and, you know, big part of being busy is working, right? You work eight hours or more a day. <laughs> that's a big chunk of your day. So that's a 30, that's a, uh, that's a 30 a day. But not having to work, that's a lot of free time on you. So, uh, you know, you let the mind wander. You, you just get lazy. You get bored. And that's where that's where the devil sneaks sneaks up on you. So um, getting back, getting that back in order, I could definitely take the time to really give it, give it the attention that it deserves. Because when it comes to, like, bad habits and addictions and stuff is... You know, some people try to choose to ignore it, which isn't always the best case, depending on the severity of it. You know, really taking the time to, you know, get to the bottom, get to the root of the cause and make actionable plans and precautions just in case something like that comes up. You get the temptations and stuff. It's really helpful. Um, I'm not in therapy anymore and I don't intend on going back anytime soon because first off, it's expensive and I don't got the money like that to be spending. I need to save up now. Uh, and you know, I, I got the answers that I needed. You know, all it just takes. You know, I feel like personally for me, and I probably said this in the last episode. You know, at the end, most therapy should have an end goal. I don't feel like you should necessarily be in therapy your whole life unless you got some serious issues. Well, while my issues were serious at the time, they're not anymore, and I could got a good grasp of it. So I don't. I, I'm I'm in a good place where I don't need therapy. I just need to keep building on the good habits. Um. So yeah, that's pretty good. And then in the meantime, really just build on those good old hobbies that I had. Uh, keep doing the jujitsu, which is integrated in my goals. Uh, guitar. Haven't been playing a guitar at all, and I, this would have been prime time to really get back into doing that, and I haven't been making good use of that time, so gotta be doing that. Uh, gaming, uh, my PlayStation been acting up on me, my controller, I need, probably need a new one, but I've been, it goes, you know, in and out sometimes, and I just was playing it again, uh, waiting for, like, the newer games to come out, like Call of Duty and stuff. I just beat the old Tomb Raider, the uh, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider that just came out in 2014, and here I am playing it seven years later, or, yeah, it hasn't been seven years, probably, you know, six years later, I can't even do math, eight years later, yeah, wow, (laughs) eight years already, and then I'm going to play Rise of the Tomb Raider next, oh, no, no, Shadow of the Tomb Raider next, that came out, actually, I think 2018 or so, Um, so, that's next on the list, and then, probably The Last of Us, the remake, Last of Us Part 1, I know that's controversial for a lot of folks, but that's beside the point. I'm a, I'm talking about the gaming stuff too. I'm getting ahead of myself. Hold on, I'm gonna save this stuff for the la- later half. <laughs> um, but yeah, what else besides that? So yeah, essentially starting over. So yeah, getting my mind, body, and soul back in order with the jujitsu, the fitness, the the meditation, the reading, and the Spanish, and the, just I guess prayer as well that could be included. That's going to be good foundations to get myself back in order. Oh, yeah. As far as going back to the body as well, getting back on my vitamins and stuff, I've been slacking on that as well. So I've been taking them for like the last three or four days. So that's cool. But, you know, haven't been taking my vitamins either, which are pretty necessary. So, yeah. We're about, we're about to be 30 minutes in. Wow. 
So <laughs> we're almost at that mark to get into the second half of the podcast. Let me wrap this up. And I'm almost finished anyway. So yeah, but the mango, all this aside, while I am getting severance pay and I'm making, I'm still making money. That money's finite, and I'm only good for like the next six months. I think until March 2023. So, gotta get all this situated, um, save up as much as I can, and then ideally get a job. So, um, as of tomorrow, I have two, two and a half job interviews set up. Uh, they're actually gonna be in person, right? So, and I think this in a way it was gonna be a blessing. I speak with my mom often, and she says like the right job will come. You know, my first job was a job that I kind of just went for. It was in tobacco sales. While it wasn't bad, the job had a, really, a lot of great benefits. You know, company car, which is a big one. <laughs> I don't got that no more, so now I gotta pay for one. Uh, but yeah, other stuff as well. Outside of that, but all those aside, I, I, I just didn't. You know, I don't really have no moral conflict with tobacco i feel like if you want to smoke or chew or anything like that that's up to you but i don't do any of that stuff so here i am selling something i would never consume a day in my life so that was always that conflict of interest sort of but i'm looking into jobs that actually pertain to my background which mixes sales so i have a background in supply chain management that's where i got my degree in in college <clears throat> so you think of supply chain that's like logistics man uh, manufacturing operations procurement stuff but I'm looking into jobs that are like logistics based and sales based. So I'm like, oh, wow, a mix of the two. I have work experience in sales and I have educational experience in supply chain logistics. Boom, combine the, combine the two. So I'm really crossing my fingers on these interv- on these two interviews. Um, one interview is for a job that I, I really want. Um, they're going to be, you know, a lot more work involved, but better, you know, for me, better in a better area. They're going to be in Chicago. Which, you know, is a place I want to be in. Um, and it's going to be, you know, logistics-based, trucking and stuff. The other one, I will definitely, I have a better feeling of me getting. Both of which I have a good feeling on overall. But the second one is the one that's less ideal. Um, but I, I could definitely, but it's entry level. So, but it's going to put a lot of, require a lot of work in. And that's the ways why it's less ideal is because. They want you to put a lot of work in. Like you're gonna be working six to I'll be working six a.m. six forty-five to to four fifteen. So what? Nearly nine hours a day. That's Monday through Friday in the office, and it's gonna be Chicago, and I'm in Indiana. So that's gonna be like an hour drive every morning, which is gonna suck. And then they want uh, since I'll be new, they want to be putting me about seven hours extra a week in training. And then outside of that, they want you to put about two Saturdays out the month to work the morning shifts. And then, you know, some holidays, give or take. And it's going to be wild. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that's going to be that. Uh, so that's when, you know, both of which are going to have similar pay. They're going to be uncapped commission, which is great. So the more work I put in, the better I am. And the more money I'll get out of it, which is always great. But the work-life balance is going to be my biggest concern with it because that second job, let's say I, I, you know, if I don't get the first, my first choice, I'm going to go with the second choice. And if I get the second choice, that jujitsu, I'm not going to have time to go to pretty much any jujitsu class because it's going to be hour out in the middle of Chicago. I won't be able to go to the five a.m. class because I had to get there by six forty-five, and the ride, even if I get out of jujitsu at six a.m. On a dot, which is when it ends, 
I'll be super sweaty and I won't even have, even if I left super sweaty, you know, it takes an hour to get there and I would never make it at 645. (laughs) Uh, And then I could possibly make it to the 5 a.m. to evening sessions at 6 o'clock, but 415, yeah, I have to go pretty much straight there because the ride back, Chicago traffic is no jokes, bro. Uh, So I'll be limited with my jujitsu, but hey, I could definitely, maybe twice a week, and then definitely go on the weekends, no excuses, I could definitely do. But then the weekends, I'll be missing out on those weekend days, at least on Saturdays, because the Saturday sessions are in the morning, and I'll be, you know, two Saturdays at the month, I'll be in work. So that's my biggest concern is the work-life balance portion. Um, The first option sounds a little bit better, not as hectic, but with the same amount of possibilities, so... But fingers crossed. But either way, I'm going to make the most of them. And I can definitely see myself excelling in my career with this. Uh, so, yeah, that's the main, that's the, that's the first, that's the first big goal. First course of action, getting a job. Second course is moving to Chicago. I made the decision that Chicago is going to be the city for me. I want to be in it. I love it. Um, so either I, you know, wait till my lease expires July, move out next year, July, or if I break the lease early and move out earlier, I know one way or another, I'll, I will be there. Um, just looking for an apartment and moving during the wintertime is going to suck. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. But if time, you know, if that commute to an hour back and forth. Oh yeah. I forgot to mention the first option. The first choice that I want is going to be a longer commute because it's farther. It's in the North suburbs of Chicago. So I, that's looking at an hour and a half drive, but I won't have to be this as early and I won't have to work as much. So that's another thing to consider. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I de- so, you know, I would definitely have to move in the city or if not around the city to uh, shorten that commute. But, you know, it might come at a cost of leaving my jujitsu gym, which is going to suck because, you know, your jujitsu gym is like a, it's like a barber. It's like a wife, you know, you, you you can't just go hop from gym to gym. <laughs> you gotta be loyal to one, right? Build a family. You already got a good community base built in there. While I'm still fairly new, and you know, when you're new, like I'm at that portion where I like I'm new, but I ain't that new. Like people know who I am and stuff. Uh, I haven't been built years of memories with everybody, but they know they, I'm a regular, right? And so then leaving them at this peak and then like not even getting a blue belt or something like that i'll be starting from scratch at a new gym with a new coach and stuff um but that was my biggest concern but being realistic with the you know chips that i have on table now i can't let that be the reason i'm staying in indiana that used to be but um no longer if i gotta leave either you know i'm either leaving in july or sooner so i already made that up in my mind uh so yeah, that's really that. That's my wrap up. So yeah, just just to wrap up this first half, you know, back to basis, y'all. Get you know, get my everything back in order. This is a good time to start over. There's never a bad chance. It's a bad time to start over. Don't let anyone confuse you. I'm starting over at the almost end of 2022. That's fine. Start your start building. This is a perfect time if you think about it, because you can start building your 2022 now in preparation for your 2023. And that's essentially what I'm doing. I'm going to be just starting off slow, getting the foundation right. That way, when I go into 2023, I'm not starting from scratch like I did this year. I already have a good foundation underneath me, and uh, nothing was going to hold me back anymore. With that being said, that concludes this first half. Uh, if you would like to stick around for the second half, that's gonna that's where we're going to talk about more of the geek slash nerd culture stuff that I'm interested in. 
uh, for the second half. That being said, see you on the flip side. Welcome back to the second half of the podcast. I just took me a little mini break. Got me some water, stretched the legs and all that. Scrolled on Twitter. Uh, speaking of which, I've been taking a bit of a social media detox lately. Uh, really, to really help out with my short attention span. You know, social media does not help. I feel like, you know, I really only stick to Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And all of which are just so freaking time consuming. You know, especially with having a lot of free time. You know, you just scrolling mindlessly, just trying to kill time, and then you know, these TikToks or Reels, you know, like worse than worse than Vine. Honestly, I know I thought you know who all remembers Vine? Those six second videos, man, <laughs> this is worse because they could be longer than six seconds, but just twice as addicting. So uh, for like the last week, I would actually, what well, it was like Wednesday, Thursday, I went like two days without it altogether, and then over the weekend, I kind of just dabble in it. But I figured, you know, really just trying to wean off of it. So, you know, I delete the apps off my phone and kind of go throughout most of the day without it. You know, even if I'm just watching TV or playing the game, just trying to get off of social media because it's it's worse, <laughs> to be honest. And I'm not I'm not getting anything done productively. You know, at least when I'm watching TV, I'm getting through a series that I like. Or if I'm playing a game, I'm getting through a game I like. I don't gain anything at all from social media. So, uh, yeah, take a break, y'all. I encourage you all. I'll primarily be using it to just really promote the podcast and stuff. So I'll log on. You know, I've been another thing about since prior to this, I've been really detaching myself and trying to rebuild myself as, as well. And I'll probably talk about it more in a future episode in the first half. But I've just been, you know, mutant stories that I don't need. You know, I ain't necessarily unfollowing people, but I don't need to see what you're posting every single day. Uh, I don't really care for it. You don't really do anything for me, right? So it kind of help, you know, wean me off of it because you, know, you follow a bunch of people, you watch all these stories, it's like, whoa, you thousands of people, right? Or hundreds of people, if not dozens, uh, doing that. Same thing with Twitter, just muting certain things so I don't get triggered as easily and sucked into the rabbit hole and stuff. So that's been helpful a lot too. But yeah, just not using it all together is even more helpful. Like I said, only problem is when you're running a, you know, media-based podcast or you know hobby or anything like that you kind of need social media to kind of you know get the views out there <laughs> you know growing this podcast strictly off of spotify or anything apple everything alone off of anchor i should say alone is tall order to ask for which is why my views my last video were not as high as my previous one also doing to part you know me going on a three-month hiatus but that's beside the point right <laughs> What have I been doing since then, though? Uh, what's been going on? What's been going on with me? Uh, let's see. Like I said, I just beat Tomb Raider. And that was a good game overall. I liked it. You know, I'm sure if I would have played it in 2014 when it came out, it would probably been, you know, upwards of game of the year. I don't really remember any games that came out in 2014 specifically. Let me see. Yeah, I can't think of anything. <laughs> Off the top of my head, I'm not going to look. Actually, since I'm here, I got the whole point of this laptop is to see what came out so games triple a games in 2014 i primarily played playstation games so i'm gonna look up triple a games that came out in 2014 oh how did i forget alien isolation okay let's let me pull up this list okay so you got bayonetta 2 didn't play that 
I heard about the drama with Bayonetta 3 with that voice actor actually too boycotting it. So me not playing Bayonetta 3, I'm not tripping about. And yeah, if you all are uh, don't are unaware of it, essentially the voice actress of Bayonetta, the main character, right, uh, is not going to be part of Bayonetta 3, and she t- pretty much told us how you know I guess Nintendo or whoever don't quote me uh, is screwing her out. You know they gave her a four thousand dollar flat flat rate they was going to pay you four thousand dollars straight up before taxes uh for an entire game that made over 450 million dollars not including merchandise right so yeah uh i wouldn't be playing bad bayonetta 3 even if i was a fan so nope none of that uh alien isolation to this day actually alien isolation remains one of my favorite games and definitely favorite horror game of all time that game the difficulty, you know, they made the alien a really great threat. The story was the story was okay, but I like I like the telling telling of it. It's uh, not canon, I believe, but it's de- well, it could be canon because essentially, for those who you who haven't played it, it follows the tale of Ripley's daughter. Uh, so Sam Ripley, I think that was her name, Sam Ripley's daughter, uh, and her daughter's growing up and essentially trying to find her mother, figure out what happened because you know at this time Ripley's uh, you know, carbonated or something like that, frozen. And, you know, she's doing her own thing. She's a mechanic and stuff, too. And she gets a uh, part of a, you know, shit that get, uh, gets called to a distress signal at a station. And, you know, long story short, the station has aliens on it. And then she tries to escape. <laughs> and it was a really great story. I liked it. And I actually played it a bunch of times. Even during COVID, I replayed it and stuff, too. So, Alien was challenging. You know, you, you spend most of the game crawling or crouching, walking through it. Because that alien was... One little step slip up, you, you got got. You, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> uh, so besides delay the inevitable. So yeah, really good game. Really sad they didn't really make a, a true second game. I heard they played. They technically made one, but it wasn't really a, a game for real. So sucks that they never really made a second one because that definitely could have been a. Um, it left off on a cliffhanger at that, and they definitely could have made a second one off of that. So so much for that. Let's see, uh, Shadow of Earth. Mordor. I never actually played that, but I heard that was a really good game. My brother played that, um, and he liked it a lot. He played the second one as well. So let's see. Oh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Though. So yeah, this is the year 2014. I don't know why. I don't think this is the, the the first full year of the PlayStation 4. So uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Wait, did that? Did the no PS? Oh yeah, PlayStation 4 came out 2014. Yeah. So yeah, play Black Assassin's Creed Black Flag was my first PlayStation 4 game and I love that so that was really good. that was one of my better Assassin's Creed games Destiny played that my boys uh I didn't know Troy Baker was on that Alien Isolation just named that Far Cry 4 yep like that played that one uh what else Last of Us Left Behind that's not that's more of a DLC what else came out Grand Theft Auto Grand Theft Auto came out 2014? Wow, I thought that came out 2013. No, that came, yeah, that came out 2013. Grand Theft Auto 4, uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 on PS4 that came out, that's why. Alright, so yeah, Last of Us Remastered, that was a 2013, so I'm not gonna count that. Uh, but I did play it, I think. No, I didn't play it. Uh, Diablo, Dark Souls, didn't play those. Uh, League of Legends never played that. So yeah, I guess it was a pretty, pretty nice, solid year of gaming, at least for PlayStation for me. So yeah, I'm sure uh, if I were to play, have played 
Terminator, Rise of the Terminator in 2014 too. I would have enjoyed it. So that definitely probably would have been top uh, Titanfall. Didn't play that. Yeah, that definitely would have been top five of the year for me. So overall, I liked it. Next on the list is Shadow of the Terminator. I think that uh, when did that come out? Shadow of the Terminator. Shadow of Terminator. I was never really a big Terminator player when they first came out. Uh, this came out 2018, yeah, so about four years after the second one. And this is really good, too. Nine out of tens, eight out of tens, and stuff, too. So I don't think this is the last one. This is just the last of the uh, introduction trilogy. So, you know, for those of you who don't know, you know, Terminators that came out, like, in the early 2000s and the 90s and stuff, uh, Laura Croft is already a well-established Terminator. Um the first one, I played the first one in 2013, really good, and that was kind of a, you know, uh, uh, kind of, it was more of an origin story, so how did she become, you know, what she is, a remake for the modern times, and I like what they did, it wasn't just, you know, Tomb Raider and Uncharted get compared a lot since their premises are essentially the same, but Tomb Raider differentiated itself from Uncharted, made it more open world based, hunting based, uh, exploration and stuff, and, you know, the biggest difference between the first, the, the Tomb Raider, when I say the first one, I'm going to talk about the 2013 Tomb Raider. So the first Tomb Raider and this one, it was that there was a lot more compa- uh, to do compared to the first one. You know, the first one was good, but once you beat it, that's kind of it. This one, you know, if you save time for like the actual, there was a lot more tombs to raid, <laughs> hence the name. <laughs> and I can only imagine that the third one could be the best one. I heard the third one was the best one anyway, so that's good. I'm looking forward to that, so. Uh, the story, don't really care about. Typical cliche story. You know, Laura Croft crossed after something. <laughs> Ancient. There's an evil corporation that wants it to. <laughs> and she has to fight them and kill them. And then come uh, plot twist. Um, the thing that they're after is cursed and stuff. And whatever. So, kind of the same premise. Like I said, same premise as Uncharted. So, that's kind of why I fell off. When uh, Tomb Raider fell off, Uncharted kind of t- took over. But yeah, it definitely has its own good foothold. So still like it. Great game overall. What else? Uh, as far as next, I say next games. I've been playing. I play. I was replaying Horizon, but there's not into it right now. I'm gonna be looking forward to playing uh, Last of Us remake because they remade it. I don't. People are hating on it because, like, it says it's the same game, but you know, for seventy dollars, and while the story is the same. The, the the um the gameplay is that of the last of us 2 and i told people before never i don't think i ever said it on this podcast but if last of us i already said like if the last of us one had the gameplay and graphics of last of us 2 it would be a near perfect game and guess what it has that now so last of us part one is going to be a near perfect game now so boom <laughs> you all are welcome i don't know why people are complaining so much um and they should understand how inflation works like their games were $70 to begin with and they remade the whole game it wasn't just a remaster people if it was a remaster for uh, PS5 for $70 then I understand but no they like built it from the ground up again I think they even had, had some new dialogue some new motion capture involved everything so it's essentially a rebuilt game it's the only thing that's the same is the story so <laughs> um, but people have done worse than that before so they people f- forget they bought the whole Grand Theft Auto thing is better than a Grand Theft Auto remake with the trilogy remake. Those graphics were terrible, right? And that was supposedly a remake. Uh, so, 
uh, looking forward. That's going to be next on the list after I beat Shadow of the Terminator. Depending on when Call Oh, Call of Duty's coming out soon. Oh, yeah. I have to play the beta. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. That's a that's a dead... That's an arm automatic I'm going to get. It's been a while since I've, like, I've been playing a good multiplayer game. You know, I'm at that age where I'm primarily playing single-player games because I never have the time to play with people that are free and stuff. All my friends, we're all busy and stuff, so we don't really have the time to play together for real. So, Call of Duty... It's one of those rare games, multiplayer games that I actually legitimately play and enjoy. So, looking forward to that. That's a given. But as far as just relaxed, casual, single-player games that I could just you know, mindlessly turn on and stuff, it's going to be Tomb Raider and then Last of Us next on the list. I don't know what else is coming out the rest of the year. Don't really care because I'm probably not going to buy a day one anyway. Oh, yeah. Dying Light came out 2014. Did it? I'm over here rambling. Dying Light was one of my favorite games. Uh, for favorite zombie games to begin with too. Definitely favorite game of the year. Uh, twenty fifteen. Okay, so I was just off, but Dying Light would have been up there if it came out a few uh, a month earlier. But yeah, Dying Light was one of those games too. I haven't played the second one because it came out the same time as um, Elden Ring, which I haven't played, and and uh, a Horizon, which I preferred. Don't know if I ever play Elden Ring. I'm not much of a Souls game player, so. Uh, we'll see about that. What else? Haven't been watching anime, uh, but I haven't been watching TV. So I talked about I'm, but I binge watched all of Breaking Bad after you know it came out. It ended in twenty, well, 2008 to 2013, so it ended almost ten years ago. But they put it on Netflix recently, and I'm like, all right, let me see what the hype is about. So I finally watched it, and I immediately got sucked into it. Even while I was still working, I was watching a bunch of like two, three episodes a day, and then when I got let go. Uh, finished it and then got this Better Call Saul and I'm watching it on Netflix. I know Better Call Saul just ended a few months ago. Uh, I think earlier this year, but they didn't release a sixth season on Netflix yet. So once that, so I caught up to the fifth all the way to the end of the fifth season. But the sixth season is the last one. So once that gets released on Netflix, I can just binge watch that, and I'm looking forward to that. So that'll be good. Um, now I'm watching the, the ninth season of The Blacklist. So The Blacklist is one of my favorite shows that I started watching in college. And uh, once I found out about it, I was binge watching that a lot too. So that's the same one. It gets released on TV and does this whole thing. So I think it came out like a year or so ago. And um, it's on nine seasons now. And I'm pretty sure it's not going to end. I'm pretty I'm pretty confident it's going to have like a 10th and 11th season. It's been a really good show. I think it started in 2013 at that. So to get nine seasons in... Yeah, nine a season every year. That's a really big deal. And these are like, these are some short episodes. They're like you know, forty five minute to an hour episodes. You know, 22, 20 plus episodes a season. Oh yeah, this is a good <laughs> this is a good show. And every episode I love. So uh, one of my favorite shows of all time. It's got my boy James Spader in it. If you don't know him, he's the voice of Ultron. So always every time he talks, I can just I can just picture Ultron talking because the you know the mannerisms and stuff. And his bravado and stuff. He's like playing the same. It's like almost like if Ultron, you know, um, homicidal maniac, genocidal maniac aside, if Ultron was a human, he would be Raymond Reddington as far as mannerisms is concerned. So sarcasm's there. Um, you know, what's it called? Devious mindsets there. Everything. So cold, calculated person. And I love him. So uh, almost done with that. I'm like, this season now has 22 episodes, and I'm already on, like, episode 16. And I started that, like, two, three days ago. So, 
that goes to show how much, like I said, when I'm watching TV, when I tell you I'm watching TV, I am watching a lot of TV. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, what else out there? Oh, MMA world. Okay, so I know that the fight game, fight scene, I'm not too caught up with it. I mean, I know what's happening, but I thought they were having some fights this year. But, I mean, not, not this year, but this week, but I guess I was wrong. I know they had some boxing matches. They had the, um, the Deontay Wilder came back and... He knocked out that one guy. I don't know who he was. He knocked out that one guy in uh, the first round. You know, cool. This is honestly, I didn't know he was having a whole fight. That's how low key's been. You know, that's how that goes to show how boxing is. Like boxing, when it comes to promotion, you know, that's why I like the UFC or MMA world a lot better than boxing because there's fewer promotions and there's fewer big promotions in the UFC or MMA, I should say. One of which is the UFC. You got Bellator. I know you got the one. And you got some other with PFL and other stuff like that. And they're growing. But maybe it's because I follow that. It's easier to follow. So I follow it more. But with these boxing promotions. That's why you see these champions like Canelo and Floyd. And I know Floyd ain't champion no more. He retired. But like Canelo and Triple G and everybody. They got all these undisputed championships. And they walk into the, to the ring with six belts. And it's like, what's happening here? Like, What? It's so confusing. Like when I listen to Joe Rogan, he's right about that. Like all these championships, all these championships, all these weight classes. You got, you know, uh, t- a difference of three pounds between each weight class, and it's so confusing. It's like what? That's why. And then you got hundreds and thousands of different boxers out there. You don't. I don't care who. If it ain't a big fight, you're not gonna hear about it. So Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. What made it so big? They were both. You know, besides the past alone, they were both undefeated and they were both unstoppable. They were running through the competition. So that's why when you know when you know the unstoppable force meets move immovable objects, what's gonna give, right? And we found out and then we end up having what? Three fights off of it, I think. Two, three uh I know we had yeah, I think we I know we had three fights, but I thought, I'm pretty sure we had a fourth one. I could be wrong, but and then I know the outside of that, I hear about the Canelo fight, triple G. He won the trilogy. Canelo won the trilogy off of that one, but yeah, when Deontay Wilder he fell off real bad off that uh, off that last loss to Tyson, you know he kind of he ain't really been around. Uh, Andy Ruiz beat uh, Luis Ortiz. Luis Ortiz, so Hispanic on Hispanic crime, Latin on Latin crime, right there. But yeah, then this uh, Deontay Wilder beat this. I want to say nobody. He's a nobody to me because I never heard of him. But yeah, and then the way he fought was like, okay, he, you know, Deontay obviously needed a a, a, a comeback fight, a tune-up fight, just kind of get some momentum going. So good for him. I'm happy. And what else? As far as UFC is concerned, they got the big fight next week, and it's crazy because my mom's coming up to visit me next weekend too. But I might try to talk her into getting a UFC fight <laughs> so we can watch it together. Uh, they got the. The, the, the Dubron to the Charles Oliveira versus Islam Makachev as the main event for the lightweight title. And honestly, I want Charles Oliveira to win. I think he deserves his win. Like, you know, the way he lost his title, he didn't even lose his title. He got stripped of it uh, off of, you know, a bogus weight weigh in. You know, I know they were just technicalities, play by the rules and stuff, but I'm glad Dana White uh, gave him the uh, immediate. You know, title number one contender spot if he beat Justin Gaethje, which he did. So, uh, but you know, people are like, you know, it's a challenging fight because Islav Makachev is basically Khabib 2.0, right? 
uh, Khabib Jr. They say so. Trained by Khabib, fought with Khabib, trained with Khabib this whole time. Looks like Khabib, <laughs> and you know that wrestling, that that Dagestanian wrestling, and they they just get you and maul you like a bear, literally, because they wrestle with bears. <laughs> Uh, but jiu-jitsu, you know, Charles Oliveira has A1, you know, 100% uh, skill level jiu-jitsu game. So, you know, it could be any, it's really anybody's competition. And honestly, I would say Charles definitely has more experience. You know, he has more losses, obviously, but uh, but he's been in the game a lot longer. And he found his weight class, which is the lightweight title, uh, light, lightweight division. He found his weight class and he's found that hunger in him. I mean, he's been unstoppable since. He's on like, what, a, tw- a 12 fight? Win streak, like who who did that last time? Uh, Tony Ferguson and Tony Ferguson is unfortunately a shell of himself. I saw that fight between him and Nate Diaz. While he was good, they were better. Tony Ferguson went up a weight class to um, welterweight in that one, which is good for him because he doesn't need to be cutting on the weight anymore. But yeah, it just it just ain't the same. Like. If I'm being real, Nate, they were both sloppy. That Nate Diaz fight was just so terrible. I'm glad Nate Diaz won. I wanted him to win. Um, and I'm glad he didn't fight uh, Hamzat Chimaev. But that way, it, the way if he would have fought Hamzat the same way he fought uh, Tony Ferguson, it would have been a disaster. Because <laughs> that fight was so sloppy. Even Nate Diaz, I thought Nate Diaz was going to quit mid-match because he took a break. <laughs> like he kept, he kept looking at he kept like looking at his foot and like stopping mid-fight. And then I'm like, is, is Herb Dean going to stop the fight or what? But then it was so sloppy. It got to the point where Tony Ferguson just kind of charged at him willy-nilly. Completely sloppy takedown attempt. And Nate Diaz put him in a guillotine and submitted him. And I'm like, what was that? <laughs> like, if, if you talk about, hey, this Nate Diaz is a killer. This is what he be doing to folks. That is not the fight to show for people to make him a neat. That, that is not the fight to make to make me a Nate Diaz a believer. And definitely have to fight to show me how good or tough Tony Ferguson is. So uh, hopefully the main events are better than uh, hopefully that this main event is going to be better than the Nate Diaz one. So and I know it will be. Uh, I know some people. I think Conor McGregor said it like it's going to be. Um, it's going to be uh, no competition, no contest. Not a no, not to say no contest, but it's going to be a. a which is I don't know how to say it, but basically one sided. Like whoever wins is gonna win definitively. It won't be a close. It won't be a close match. So looking forward to that. They got the Sean O'Malley, Peter Yan fight on there. I want Peter Yan to win because for some reason I just think Sean O'Malley's too cocky, and I know he's doing it for show just to build up attention. But you know to see Peter Yan put him down to size. I just kind of want Peter Yan to win. I don't really care, but. And then who else they got? I know they got some uh, all Jermaine Sterling, a champion, another championship fight versus TJ Dillashaw. I want all Jermaine Sterling, not because he's a black man, but because after the whole Dillashaw situation years ago with that EPO stuff, I just don't trust him. So, and he like you know he comes back off of one, he barely wins one fight on his comeback. Uh, that was arguable, and then he you know back in line for the championship, which is I think is like not earned at all. So. Uh, I know Old Jermaine controversially won his match, against, won his championship against Peter Yarn because Peter Yarn got disqualified, but he beat him that second fight, fair and square. So he's the rightful champion. But I think that I think well, I forgot they're the bantamweight champion. He did the bantamweight division. That bantamweight division is pretty pretty uh 
outside of Peter Yan and Sean O'Malley, it's pretty light. I don't really know of any top contenders in that weight class, in that division. So, uh, so yeah, I know they got some other fights on there too, but I'm not. I'm too lazy to be look up the. I don't know why I'm lazy. Let me just look it up. The laptop is right in front of me. Jeez, I got this whole setup. I'm not using it. UFC 280. Is that 280 or 284? Let's see. So, yeah, UFC 280. Yeah. What else they got on here? Two more fights. Oh, yeah. They just got some other fights, too. Uh, Benio. Is it? Is it? Uh, who is that? Is it Below Muhammad supposed to be fighting? I guess not. But yeah, so yeah, this is happening next week, October 22nd. Boom, looking forward to that. But you know what I am looking forward to? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, you know what I am looking forward to is that that Ad- Adesanya versus Pereira fight. Israel Adesanya 281. I think Alex Pereira's gonna beat Adesanya, if I'm being honest with you. Like, the way he knocked out Sean Strickland, oof, and the way he... Adesanya been fight lately. Oof. Adesanya gonna have to, you know, and you know Alex Pereira. He beat him twice out of twice. I think twice in the past he beat Izzy. So I know MMA is a different ball game. They were doing kickboxing then. So, but they're primarily kickboxers. I don't really see them taking it, taking it to the ground. And I know Adesanya is not the type of person to fight on the ground. I don't think I ever really see him fight on the ground. So. Alex Pereira, I could see him fighting on the ground more likely than Israel Adesanya. And I know Israel is supposed to be a brown belt in jiu-jitsu, but like I said, you're a brown belt in jiu-jitsu, but you don't use jiu-jitsu in your, <laughs> in your MMA craft. So how good are you, right? So, And Alex Pereira is Brazilian, so you know that you jiu-jitsu. <laughs> like, it's called Brazilian jiu-jitsu for a reason. So I, I automatically expect any Brazilian fighter to know jiu-jitsu <laughs> that's just a given so that may not be true for every person but that's come on that's like like i said it's brazilian jiu-jitsu if you're coming out of brazil you need to be you, you need to know some jiu-jitsu you use it's a jiu-jitsu gym every corner in brazil <laughs> that's how popular it is down there so yeah uh what else has been going on oh marvel superhero stuff i know oh yeah so <sighs> I, I i wrapped up she-hulk i wrapped up she-hulk it was not good. Don't call me sexist for not liking it because she's a woman. But it was not good. It, you, they know it wasn't good. Like the finale was so terrible. It was like the writers were in the room were like, okay, how are we going to? We have one episode left. The show build up had no direction or loose direction. Didn't know what was happening. And then when it came down to it, you could tell the writers in the room like, okay, I don't know how to wrap this up. And then they just played. They literally played that into the show where she broke the fourth wall. Quite like the ultimate fourth wall break. She went to the the studio, the Marvel. She broke out of Disney. You know, it was pretty cool how they did it, though. You know, they had the whole Disney Plus menu screen and everything. And she broke out of that, went to Marvel Studios. It spoke with quote unquote Kevin, right? It wasn't Kevin Feige, but it was Kevin, and explained to her what's happening. She was like, she just <laughs> telling, her, hey, we gotta wrap this up. And then like, what you just did here just makes no sense. And I'm like. Just because y'all put that in the show on purpose doesn't mean y'all did that on purpose. <laughs> if that makes sense, like, yeah, y'all should just admit that you didn't know what to do with the show and that it shouldn't have existed. <laughs> I'm looking at Kitty Yana; she's on my TV entertainment station. What you doing, girl? Uh, but yeah, I've been talking to my friends about it too. It's like Marvel been taking 
us for granted as fans. Like they've been focusing on quality more than quality. And I know why, you know, this we've been overloaded with Marvel shows these last I think what it was last year or two alone just because they wanted to catch up uh from all their delayed releases from COVID and stuff. You know they we, they wouldn't they haven't released a show like a, a Marvel property in like two years since COVID happened and the first one was Black Widow which came out to like you know mixed reviews and stuff uh, not so good reviews and all that other stuff but you know uh, they just you know after that we were just like show after show we had WandaVision then we had you know Falcon Winter Soldier then we had Loki then we had a, another movie and then we had Eternals then we had Shang Chi then we had Hawkeye. Then we had Spider-Man. Then we had... What was another show? I feel like there was another show I'm missing. Uh, whatever. Then we had... Yeah, Moon Knight. Then we had Multiverse of Madness. Then we had Thor. Then we had... Uh, then we had... Uh, Miss Marvel. I didn't even finish Miss Marvel yet. And then we had... Uh, She-Hulk. And then... Now we're gonna get... You know, Thor sucked. She-Hulk sucks. It's like, Jesus. What's the next movie coming out? I know Black Adam is coming out, but that's DC. Oh, Black Panther. I think that's going to be like the... Outside, so we had Multiverse of Madness. As far as movies are concerned, Marvel movies, we have Multiverse of Madness. Don't want to call it Morbius, but Morbius sucks. <laughs> uh, we had Thor, Love and Thunder, and then we, we're going to get Black Panther 2. I think Black Panther is going to be the top movie of the Marvel movie of the year. Uh, other movies aside, there were some really good movies outside of superhero movies are concerned. But what other DC movies came out this year? Jeez, it's been it's been dry on the DC end. I know that they had a Peacemaker show, which was really good with John Cena. What else happened? What else other shows? Yeah, I'm not really familiar with too many DC shows. Suicide Squad? Did that come out this year? Yeah, I think so. I think Suicide Squad came out this year, so that was good. And then, uh, yeah, now we're getting Black Adam. So yeah, it's been pretty pretty dull on a superhero win. I ain't gonna lie, this year, pretty dull. I'm sure Black Adam's gonna be good. The story might be here, here, or there, but I know the action is gonna be there. I can feel it. It, it. I'm hyped up when I look at the trailer, so they better not disappoint. I, I, the way I tell my friends the way I'm gonna expecting it to be is gonna be like Transformers, where they're gonna lean more on spectacle and action over story. So like the story is gonna be like subpar, probably average from what I'm seeing. It sounds like it's gonna be, you know, something happened to him. You know, his order story, something happened to him before he got his powers. His son, I think his son died or something. I sacrificed himself for him. He gets his powers, but then he gets frozen for like 5,000 years or something. He gets all thawed, and then he's like in this new world. But then he still remembers that his son was killed. So then he's going to go on revenge and start killing everybody. As like a quote-unquote anti-hero, right? And then, you know, the JSA is going to come and get them. Try to, try to subdue him. In the trailer, it's not a spoiler, but it looks like Amanda Waller sent the JSA to go capture super uh, capture Black Adam, I should say. So it looks like uh, Amanda Waller's trying to like use the Suicide Squad for like the underground Black Ops missions, and then use the JSA for like her her good Im- public image side. So that's a good take on her. I like that, and then we'll see what they do with Black Adam because you know that's not the direction I would have taken Black Adam. 
in my opinion, I would have taken Black Adam as like a straight up villain. I, I feel like we don't need to be making these villains into antiheroes. That's when Morbius got messed up at. Like, don't turn Morbius into an a antihero. Just make him a villain. I would not mind seeing a villain-centered movie as a, where he's the protagonist and he just we see him do some bad stuff, right? <laughs> and then make another movie where the superhero, such as like Shazam or Morbius cases, Spider-Man or something, comes and defeats them. It helps build up the villain because we all know superhero movies lack in good villains. So, hey, how about you make a good villain? That's why Thanos was such a good villain because essentially Infinity War was Thanos' movie. You saw him throughout the almost the entire movie and he was whooping butt. <laughs> and then, you know, you set him up for the third uh, before uh, Endgame and then you beat him, right? So do that. Just do the same. You know, if that worked then, like take a movie to really flesh out Black Adam as a character. You could give him the, uh, I wouldn't give him the tragic backstory and motive, weak motivation of his son dying, but you could use that as, I mean, use that as fuel to become just straight up bad. That's what made Joker so good. He had his tragic backstory, but he just leaned into his madness and be just like, all right, I'm gonna just embrace it. I'm a bad, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the bad guy. I'm gonna be the crazy guy, right? I think I'm right in my own head, but I'm clearly not. So, you know, go ahead. That's that's how you. That's how I would do it. Oh yeah, I forgot. Speaking of Batman, speaking of Joker, we had the Batman movie come out. So yeah, okay, we had a couple good movies, superhero movies come out. I thought Multiverse of Madness is good. Uh, nice plot twist with the villain and stuff, straight up. So I like it. Uh, and then Batman was good. I seen that twice, but that don't need to be three hours. That's my only thing with it. It's like that movie did not have to be three hours long. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we'll see what happens with Black Adam. I'm thinking it may be like a 6 or 7 this on a scale of 1 to 10, but maybe 8 at the highest. I don't really see it become higher than an 8. It really have to blow me out the water. But as far as my expectations go, I can see that like a high 7 or a 6. So. But Black Panther though, oh yeah, that's going to be the movie of the year for me. Superhero movie of the year for me. Because that first trailer got me more emotional. Like what, The reason why I said in my last t- title episode was everything is gonna be alright that's why I got it from like the Thames ever you know no woman don't cry I still listen to that trailer music that that song they put it on Spotify I listen to that to this day during my regular drive because it just reminds me helps motivate me and you know no matter how bad things are going you know everything's gonna be alright so that trailer is gonna I can see myself probably crying a little bit during that movie I ain't gonna lie and I ain't got no shame in it I'm going back to Detroit with my friends. That's going to be like the last big movie we all going to see together a year. So outside of that, I'm probably not going to be making too many trips back and forth to Detroit as often now that I've got to pay for gas. And I just got to get my life back in order. And, um, originally, moving out to in, uh, Indiana was supposed to be me starting over with a new chapter and, you know, all that. I say this in the last episode, so I ain't going to regurgitate, but yeah. This is supposed to be the the entertainment portion of the podcast, anyway. So, but yeah, other than that, yeah, uh, life's good. Gonna get back in the game and you know really focus on loving myself and just doing me, doing things that I like. So, get back in the game more. Uh, still enjoy my movies. I didn't see Halloween ends yet. Probably gonna heard it was terrible, but <laughs> I'll I'll see for myself. But yeah. With that being said, though, I'm glad if you made it to this far. I'm glad that you did. I'm happy that you did. You know, uh, I didn't say this at the beginning, but if you haven't already. Sorry, I just completely burped. If you haven't already, rate this uh, podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Follow me on all social media. Instagram, Mr. Underscore Awesome TV. 
Twitter, Mr. Awesome eighteen four. Uh, yeah, share with your friends and family, and as always, have a nice day.